previously on The Mortal Path. And you see these kind of like bright purple bubbles forming. Two of these eel-like creatures suddenly break out of this and disappear up into the ceiling and kind of like go between the slats and have like escaped out. This eel, which started out maybe like a foot long or so, is now a good maybe like 30, maybe 40 feet in length. It's way bigger and it has this terrifying mask-like face with this huge jaw that is opening and it is biting into these souls and these spirits and it is devouring. And as you kind of blink at it, it turns and it looks right at you and it charges. Tara, what's wrong? Uh, soul thing, monster, scary bad. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stab it. One okay. sec. I want to poke it with a bobby pin or a hat pin. And I'm gonna leave a hat pin in. I've got a scheme. Okay. Nat, look at that fucking, look at it. Check it. It's floating. Oh, See? yeah. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I'm going to run over. <laughs> and what I want to do is mm-hmm. leap, flame sword, and drop down and stab through it. Your sword goes straight into it. I think you kind of carve off this like huge chunk of imagining that kind of anime moment where it's reared up. You bring the sword down and like there's that still freeze frame moment before like half of it kind of like slides off its other half. There is this kind of middle-aged Furbolg and you see this hat pin crash into him and he like goes flying back against the wall for a moment and like his eyes roll back and there is this moment where they turn the same like inky blackness and then he blinks back to himself. time it's dark but there are street lamps and lights in the windows and plenty of light but also you are also holding a flaming sword as you cast eldritch bolts of energy down at mm-hmm. this fleeing kindly furbolg medical kindly. professor who is running seemingly for his absolute life and as you do this you are also yelling move which is causing great scenes of chaos and pandemonium on the streets of hopewell you're gonna have to make me a roll to fire off some of these shots what are you are you aiming to to kill are you incapacitating what is your intent behind I mean, this i'm aiming for the light but okay That's i would also well actually am i See, thing is, I'm going to try and stay above him. Yeah, okay. Because that way I'm shooting, not straight down, but the angle of my shot is closer to 90 degrees to the ground. And so the chance of me missing and hitting a civilian is going to be much lower. Okay. That does mean that the first part of his body that I would hit would be the head. um, Top of the head. is not ideal. Um, so maybe I'm at like a slight angle, but still it's... 
you're going kind of like for the Hugo Neji uh, vertebrae, like the one blind spot in the 360 degree Byakugan type thing. I have right no idea what that, what you're talking about at all. It sounds like it. That sounds like a good choice. I would go for the for that spot. The one person who understands that is actually already on this podcast, <laughs> and I am delighted. no one in the audience. A lot I'm... of people have watched Naruto. <laughs> I don't. I excuse me. I don't know where I went with that. I started saying it. I was like, shall I say it in the funny American way? But I thought that as I started saying Naruto, and I'd already <laughs> said the na, late. and I was like, I don't know how to convert this. <laughs> Make the roll, Gary. Save us. Trust your training. Okay, so that's a 10. Uh, that was a 10. And I am good at Eldritch Bass. That's a plus two, so 12. Which 12. is still in the mixed success category. Yeah. Okay, so I think that you you hit him, obviously, because that's how mixed successes work. Um, okay, uh, you, you hit him. You are used to uh, shooting to do a huge amount of damage. Yep. <laughs> he died. And this is a middle-aged, very non-combat civilian furbolg who has been momentarily uh, indisposed from his physical self, uh, which... As you fire this blast of, is your energy is your is your shot like purple or is it is it red? Are we thinking like fire or uh, like? Yeah, it's like purple smoke. Purple smoke. Yeah. As it crashes into like the nape of his neck, <laughs> there is an absolute body horror moment mm-hmm. where everything kind of from the pecs up is splattered. Crowds, buildings is just like annihilated in that second. And in this pandemonium, this screaming, this shouting, there is this breathless second of absolute silence, which is so like crushingly loud for a moment. You almost feel like everything has stopped. It almost feels like time in that second has stopped. Mm-hmm. But the body keeps moving. Mm-hmm. It keeps oh, running. No! And as it does, there is this kind of bubbling explosion and this vague, like, faci- no, what's the word? Facilim- fac- facsimile. 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 This vague facsimile of what the, the furbolg looked like kind of protrudes from this top half of the torso with these kind of, like, two long waving, like, you know, like antediluvian type arms it's all it's very bloodborne and like very very weird and it keeps running and at this point the crowds are now giving the furbolg way more distance and attention than than you and you are still flying after it what's an antediluvian arm it's a pre-flood it's like cambrian devonian something demonic and dinosaur-y like a little bug okay yeah, it's like a terrifying creature from before the world was formed. Yeah, a goo And from the sea, which is extra scary. Oh, the sea. It's also from, uh, I mean, obviously he didn't invent it, but the, the racist who shall not be named on our show. Oh, yes. For right. cosmic horror. Uh, it was used a lot. So, uh, you're still flying after it. You have uh, besplattered this furbolg and frightened a lot of people. The mix success- I thought it was a pexellent shot. <laughs> hey! hey! Yeah. Right, Nat, what are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I keep shooting. Okay, make me another roll. Uh, actually, is there anything? Is there anything I could do better? <laughs> While you're thinking, Tara, what are you doing? You've just seen this from your vantage point. I have, wow, what the fuck? That's fucked up, man. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> okay, Gary, your turn. <laughs> no. <laughs> is there rubble near me? Yeah. From where we blew the window out? Could I climb down this rubble fairly tidily? Or should I just go back indoors? I'm going to go find the staircase, which I came up in. Okay. All right. Yeah, you do that. I think I, I, think I look <laughs> over the edge and I'm like, wow, should I, should I climb down that? Wow. And then maybe I like, I like, I sort of, you know the thing where you're like at the edge of the swimming pool and you crouch down by the edge and you like tip your leg over and you're like, can I, can I like, can I get down there? But it's big yeah. and you're like, no. <laughs> I'll take the stairs in the shallow end. Yeah. Okay. So you, you go back down through the, the hospital, which is in chaos and the sanatorium, which is in chaos. Um, and you go running out onto the streets and people at this point have started running into the sanatorium covered in the remains of this uh, once Furbolg and kind of throwing themselves into the water to like try and wash it off and also kind of begging for the priests who are also half of them have also run out to like see what the commotion is and there's just a lot happening. I'm just going to walk very normally out. Just going to stroll out. <laughs> like, like what's the big deal? Okay. I was doing my taxes. I didn't know what was happening. I was <laughs> okay. busy. I'm normal. Okay. I was halfway through a, an application for a gym <laughs> membership. What the fuck? I have nothing to do with this. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll sort of turn it into like a little, a little, a little bit more of a, of a, a saunter. Mm-hmm. Where are you heading? I guess I'll follow Nat because I can probably see okay. Nat because of probably the fire. Yep. And the flying. And the beacon. And the the booms. Yes. Okay. Great. Um. So you're you're following that now. Nat is moving at quite a pace because the furball is moving at quite a pace. So you're going to have to like run after to to stay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not running. But you know, I'm, I'm, I'm power you know, walking. A little, little jog. Okay. All right. A little a hasty. I'm, I don't shuffle. want people to think I'm like <laughs> super interested in being where the things are because then I'll have to come up with an excuse. Okay. Cool. Nat has ceased firing. Okay. And has reached and got her book out and is like, okay. if you were looking through, and they're looking at this thing and they're looking through. <laughs> in the sky. And then <laughs> the pages are just flapping back and forth. And like, oh. <laughs> Using a little bit of magic to still them. Um, <laughs> Don't overdo it. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> what if you run out? Then she's going to try and dispel. Oh, like anti possess. Like, like. Well. What is dispel? Yeah, I like this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if if a jackal is a, just a magical creation, mm-hmm. suppose that a dispelling is a is a diffusing is a disintegration of magic, as it were. Mm-hmm. One might posit that by uh, dispelling magic in the area of a jackal. One might yeah. dispel the jackal itself. I think that's a very solid hypothesis upon which to make a roll. Hmm. So what are you rolling here? Depends how powerful your jackal is, I guess. And how powerful your dispel is. Yeah. Um, so, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a magic-y kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. have it on my sheet that that's okay at plus zero dispel. Okay. Which, I think a this is the first zero. time she's trying this. She's dispelled other things in the past, but it's not like she had this idea about a year or two ago and has been <laughs> practicing it <laughs> since then <laughs> with the system which wouldn't allow it um so yeah. <laughs> i think it is books i think also that that kind of um that that kind of thinking i think is very in nat's wheelhouse you have done dispelling before though right 
yes, that's why I've got a plus zero. So the way the way we we at least first did our, our system is yeah. if you haven't done it or you've only, if you've only tried it and it's gone bad, you get a minus two. If you've done it a few times and you can you kind of know what you're doing, it's a plus zero. And if you've done it a few times, you're confident with it, it's a plus two um, for magic and um, kind of ignore the um, the stats for that. I think it's a plus zero on this one. I no. also think the factor in the fact that you're flying above him and there's a whole bunch of chaos and stuff and it's not as simple as dispelling like a single little magic yeah. lock Just or something. Just perch on the roof real quick. Just get yourself nice and rooted on a roof. Uh, that's a good point. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably like swoop on ahead, drop down. Okay. Okay, fuck off. I'm not going to take this nat one. I'm going to use my inspiration okay. that I got oh. from rolling a nat one. I'm glad. To... <laughs> Boo boo. Roll an eleven. Okay. Okay. Mixed success. Okay. Great. So. Apologies to anybody I told to fuck off there. I just saw it and was like, no, <laughs> this is too good an idea. You told everyone to fuck off. Everyone. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you. A light opposite this this running Furbolg, and as you like stop opposite it, Furbolgs are like generally quite tall. This this gentleman was uh, seven ish feet. He's now closer to nine because Ooh. everything is like oh that's coming out is all weird and like not quite the right form and shape. Is it and is it non Euclidean? It is non Euclidean. It's hard to understand the the shape of it. Um, it's moving and odd. So as you like a light, it like skids to a halt after a second. And what does your dispel look like? Because it it works in a sense. So what is the? I think um, I conjure up uh, a sort of shadowy wall, and okay. as he runs through this, or it okay. runs through this. When it comes out the other side, the effects of the dispel have taken place. It was something like a fog. Okay, yeah, I like that. Bring on the wall! <laughs> Can it, like, bust through it like the Kool-Aid man? Oh, that'd so be great. There, I think, like, it's it's not a physical wall. So I think, like, as it runs through it, as Gary said, there is this second where this form is, like, kind of stretched and pulled out from, like, behind it. And this this body keeps running for a few steps and then like collapses because whatever was powering it is out but what you don't manage to do is you don't manage to destroy the jackal you get Uh, it out of the body you don't manage to destroy it and it just giving it an out-of-body experience quite quite literally and you see it kind of like hit the ground in this weird form and then it disappears it pulls itself back into this other realm but as it does so you see it shrink and you see it kind of like visibly like weaken and you get the feeling that it takes a lot of its energy to shift back into that dimension and that you've done it a fair amount of damage. At that same point, you do feel a couple of arrows go oh, boom, 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 into your back. I, I assume my, my shadowy shield armor. Oh, okay. I, I, I've not dropped that in several years. I, <laughs> <laughs> I may not have mentioned okay. it in the last several years worth of podcasts, but it's still there. Oh, my armor of shadows. Yeah. Okay, so what did your armor of shadows used to do? What does it do now? Um, now that we switch systems. Well, what it used it's to do. It's got a bunch of bloody holes in it now. Would, um, <laughs> it set my AC to like 16 or 17 okay. or something. That's what it used to do. Okay. What it would do now, I assume, would give me an advantage on. Yeah, why don't you make a dex? Why don't you make a like a? Why don't you make a roll to a, to a evade the arrows? Uh, a nimble. Could be swole. Could be like I'm gonna punch him out of the air. 
total flip. Uh, what am I adding to this? So nimble is anything else or just nimble? Now, I think if I remember, we did have a lovely session where you did run into every single trap uh-huh. ever. Mm. And you just kind of managed to avoid them by... No, you set them off, but then you dodged out the way. Yeah. So I think you are good at dodging. So you've got lots of practice in dodging. So I think that's probably a two. So a plus two to dodge like a, like a projectile, basically. Okay, 13. I'll take it. Okay, mixed success again. So I think you... Yeah, so you, you manage... You, you hear the kind of the creaking of the, the wood of the bows. You hear like that minute where again like time slows down and you see like the guards around in the corner out the uh, out the corner of your eye and you manage to like matrix pull back as the arrows go past you but in that you lose sight of the jackal and you lose sight of the green hat pin that was stuck in it so now you have no idea where the the jackal has gone is the green hat pin still in it after it went through the wall well because that was attached to the creature so okay. I'm just, we'll say that it's still in there for now. Taro, uh, as you are coming, like, jogging in a slightly nonchalant way toward the, the scene, you do see the guards rounding toward Nat. You see the now destroyed body of the Thurbolg um, once more kind of besplattered upon the ground. And uh, Nat has just evaded a couple of arrows. Did you get it, Nat? I got it out the thing, but... I lost it when these stupid idiots and turned to the guards <laughs> shot at me when I'm trying to defend your damn city. Cool it. Uh, no, I lost it. I think it's still alive. Oh, we sensed this thing before, right? You did. I did not have any success. I want to give it a sensey sense. I want to see if I can figure out which way it went. Give me a roll. I think you're getting pretty good at this at this point. Yeah. Yeah. What shall I roll? Sliding between the planes. Like a baggage handler. So what, do I get like a plus whatever? <laughs> I think a plus two to this. Plus two, let me let me let me spin the wheel. <laughs> it's a twelve. That's a mixed success. It okay. Is. Gosh. The part of the success is that you do manage to sense this creature and it's kind of like um like when you when you're able to sense spirits nearby and that feeling of like oh it's it's over there and it's moving you can't see it um i think you you haven't like gone straight into like the ghost world you're just trying to like reach out and see if you can if you can sense it nearby because we did have the difference between the two yeah. earlier i believe um so you do feel it and you feel that it's running like out toward away from hopewell basically toward where the cave is and that tracks because it's going along the same um root of magic that links the sanatorium to the caves outside of Hopewell. As you're doing that, you, you get this feeling that like these these jackals have sentience, but they don't necessarily have like ta- they don't necessarily like think. They don't necessarily have like tactics and like they're not more they're not like They're not smart. Well, not that they're not smart because like they're they, not strategic. They're not they're strategic. In- they're so, instinctive. Like, so yeah, so you get the the feeling from this that these are creatures with like single purpose, and this this single purpose is to like devour and to like eat this magic and grow and continue, and that even when something is thrown in their path, they're still gonna like chase out a, a source of magic. So it it didn't try and hide, it didn't try and do anything more subtle. It just took a body and ran, and then when it got 
taken out of that body, it just still continued running. It also, you also feel that it's much smaller, it's much weaker, it's almost back to the same size that it was when it was originally like conjured by Nerian. By accident. At, by accident. As for the uh, mix success of the mix part, I am starting a clock. And this clock, because we're doing a little bit of a blades in the dark here, because I like it very much, has got uh, four parts to it, and I filled in one. And this is how long you can actually be in Hopewell before you are either <laughs> okay. literally chased out by a mob of people <laughs> and the guards and everything, or just try, or just the whole city tries to murder you for whatever the hell is happening with with you and magic. Is there so, a, a fictional indication that like? Things are not cool for us here now. Yeah, absolutely. All the guards turn and volley arrows at you. They don't hit. Me? What did I do? Yeah, yeah. You just spoke to Nat. So you Ah. get very much the feeling that all subtlety is gone and the situation is so complicated you don't think the guards have grasped that the creature is nothing to actually do with you beyond the fact that you're fighting it. (sighs) You can see the fear in their eyes. They, They are thinking this is in some way entwined. And after the magical bullshit that you have put them through for the last amount of weeks, days in Hopewell, you can see why they would be a bit nervous about what's happening. So, what are you doing? I don't know, I guess I can't really... It's probably got away now, right? What did you sense of where it was? I said it... I knew where it was going, right? Yep. I knew the direction, but I didn't know where it was right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you know it's like, what, 100 foot? 100 foot ahead of you? Oh, it's like 100 foot. It's not like, like, a kilometer out. No, it's like it's moving, but it's moving and it's moving fast. It's already like a hundred foot out and it's going in a straight line towards the caves. Oh, I guess I've got to chase after this damn thing. You might need to break out of the jog. I'll, I'll give it a little bit of a chase and see if it's still going fast and if it's like getting away from me. Do you want a lift, Taro? Yes. That, I mean, that's really like undignified, but sure. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little embarrassing. But if, I guess if you're flying past and you pick me up, <laughs> yeah. I won't have any option. I'll just have to go. I'll be like, gonna, oh, no. I'm going to swoop me. and hoist. Oh, I've been hoisted. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Okay. All right. This is the one thing I didn't want to happen. I sheathe my sword. Okay. And swoop and hoist. I was about to say, we could have, there was just in my mind this, like, very gangly tarot being held by, like, the arms by Nat, who's also holding a flaming sword. And I was like, this is, this <laughs> is, it's a funny image. It's a funny image, is the thing. Um, wow, the horns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is like, how are you holding Taro, actually? Like, how are you helping Taro fly? My neck isn't that good. <laughs> that would hurt. I think I... But it would also be hilarious. Uh, are we, well, are we doing a Jack and Rose on the Titanic? I think are we so. Doing a... I think I've kind of done a bear hug. And... Okay. Oh. Yeah. Like a jetpack. Okay, yeah, yeah back. Okay, great, excellent. Because <laughs> 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 you also feel like you're in your like sex marquis outfit, <laughs> like not the mask, obviously, because you're not out well. But you've got the cloak. My little tail going. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> It's a very good image. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to you... T-pose while I fly. He's <laughs> <laughs> glitching out of reality. Uh, I clip is... through a wall and vanish. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion happening. Uh, Nerium. Yes. You are... Gosh. I mean, you, you're you're sleeping-ish. You've, you've had a bit of a dream. I mean, that you are in that 
liminal moment between being deeply asleep and awake. Are you going to continue to sleep or do you want to wake up? No, I think I want to wake up now. Okay. Have I slept enough to sort of recover all the... Absolutely not. It's been like 30 minutes. Oh, right. Oh, I need to recover stuff. I'm going to stay asleep. There's no way I'm going out to help them. Are you deeply tapped out on stamina? That's fair. I can't remember. Um... Yes and no, but also I am now on whatever subconscious level aware that the things that I have to do next before I can be in of any use to the rest of my companions um, are going to require me to be at top health. Okay, great. Uh, I think like as you are deciding to go back to sleep, you do kind of hear um, the door creak open and Findex like sticks his head in and he goes, I think, I think Nat is flying. I definitely saw something that looked like Nat with fire flying. Nerium. I go, no, not the lobsters, and roll over. Oh, okay. He closes the door and, and leaves. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is your episode, guys. Hello, friends. It's been a while. How are you? Are you doing okay? I hope you're having a, a lovely day. Uh, we're in we're in a glorious summer here in the UK, so I hope those of you uh, also in the Northern Hemisphere are enjoying fantastic weather, and um, I hope those in the Southern Hemisphere, hem- whew, the Southern Hemisphere, are enjoying their winter. Hello to you, about ooh, 8 to 16 Australian fans we have. Uh, I hope you're having a lovely time. Also, hola, bonjour, guten tag, and hello in languages that I definitely have no idea how to say hello in. I hope you're all having a wonderful day. If you are enjoying the content that you are receiving for free right into your ears, your wonderful ears on this day, I hope you will consider rating us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you will also consider telling telling a friend if you have if you have found joy, if we have brought a chuckle to your lives and you want to pass that on, then please let other people know about us. Though like I can see you maybe not wanting to like share this with your parents, because like some of the humour and language is rather coarse. So, you know, you do you. If you wish to support us in a more immediate pecuniary fashion and get rewarded along the way, you can go over to our Patreon account. As always, almost all of our stuff there is free after a month, so uh, if you want to get all sorts of behind-the-scenes thing and extra content, just just head over there, you know? Have fun. If you need something to read on a warm day, you know, go for it. Thank you to Rachel Graff for composing our theme music and some other bits of music throughout the show. Also, thank you to Orion and the transcription team who have been uh, transcribing episodes of the show. They do fantastic work and we really appreciate them. And also thank you to you for listening to us. So I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode and keep hydrated. All right. Speak soon.
I guess we'll take the wheel. Congrats! So, <laughs> I'm just imagining. Nat Taro, you're flying over Hot World. Uh-huh. Occasionally an arrow the misses The snowman you music is playing. Yeah, but like in a minor key. Like, I think it's already in a minor key, but like yeah, even more of a minor key. Like, it's um, in a major key. Yeah, that was, yeah, it's even more spooky. That would be really um, weird. Yeah. But the occasional arrow goes flying. They're not hitting you. You are A, moving too fast, and B, they are all kind of like, like slightly too actually like confused as to what is happening there's, there's a bit of stormtroopering happening here um, but you fly over the walls of hope well, also the route that you're taking is not over the upper like the the, the posh part of hope well you are just moving through like general hope well and then the lower lanes and then out over towards the the fields so um, I think you're going to need to make me another roll tarot if you want to do like another like quote unquote sense check I'll do it again. To, let me, to see let if me you can ping. Tune in with my big antennas on my head. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's an ET moment. You can go over the moon. There's a little purple crackle between the tips. It's 21. Of it's 21. It's, 21. it's, a, it's, a, it's a real nice. success this time. Yeah. I think not only do you manage to like focus that like sensing ability, this kind of link to whatever magic creature this is, because it is. It is magic, which is deeply ironic because it is devouring magic, but it is it is a very distinct type of magic that's unlike the purple drop, unlike other natural forms of magic that you felt in, in Hopewell, and from not just Hopewell, from the world, from people. But you managed to pinpoint it with such accuracy that even without kind of going into like ghost vision, you can just tell where it is on the ground. And I think also with that, as you kind of swoop like a little bit lower, you also catch sight again of the hat pin. That's that's sticking out of it. This like little shining gem that's rushing along. Um, this natural and especially from this high aerial angle, you can see this like natural groove in in the land that is the same vein of magic that is not so obvious when you're on like the actual like a pig run ground itself. Like a what? Like a pig run. Uh yeah, like a like a, a natural path through somewhere. Is that, that a phrase people use? No, but I think I know what you meant. I've never used it. I've read it. Yeah, I was like, okay, instinctively I understand what you mean by this, but I don't think I've ever said it or heard it said. I don't live in the countryside. I don't know why that came to me. It's just Just thinking about the landscape, I guess. Yeah, so what are you doing? You've pinpointed it. You know where it is. It's rushing directly towards the very magical cave. Gesture vigorously. Okay. A lot of wriggling happening. Yeah. Ah, I see. Now it's probably like, hey, just calm the fuck down. (laughs) You'll fall out. Gonna drop shit. I'm trying to see if I can do anything aside from just blast it. You can't blast it. You're holding me. You're. Hmm. <laughs> that's true. Now he's built for blasting, unfortunately. I can throw the other hat pin if you get me close. That might do something. Can I? Can I swoop ahead and then drop down in its path? I think to swoop ahead and drop down because it got quite a lead on you. It is moving very fast. You will have to make me a roll. You can definitely swoop down and like pull up. I don't know, like 30 odd feet behind it and then keep pace um, but I think to get in front of it you would have to expend like a lot of energy and magic to do that kind of speed thing it is moving really quickly because it is not bound by the same laws that you are it is technically in another dimension mostly hmm. so yeah but you'll have to roll for it Tara I'm not sure I can catch up with this I think I can maybe keep pace with it but I mean do you want to drop me and get in front and I'll catch up Sure, I can give it a shot. Okay, we'll do we'll do like a like a landing. I'll I'll roll. Don't worry. 
I drop tarot. Okay, yep. I roll and land alive. So it's okay. as much as I can hope for. I'll give you this one. You've done this before. A stunt roll is something we've definitely had in the oh, show. You yeah, I was like, like, I haven't... A roll to the, like, to the side. Because yeah. if you did a forward yeah. roll, your horns would... Yeah. Um, <laughs> People always want to talk about the horns, don't they? <laughs> just, I just, Tara, what can I say? It's a horny I podcast. Know, the horns get stuck in the air. And Tara is just like... Like a dog. <laughs> that was very good. Oh boy! Just stock still and like vibrates like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. kind of what note would Tarot's tuning fork? <laughs> you can find that out yourself. Um. <laughs> okay, I think I think with that that now that you've kind of like uh, dropped the weight so to speak, uh-huh. um, you are able to move quicker, and so I I think with this that you would be able to to catch up and drop down in front of it. Um, are you going to do it like just before it gets to the caves, or just along the road, or like probably just before it gets to the caves? Okay, because uh, I am exhausted, um, yeah. and so it's going to take time to to catch up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and drop down, draw sword, and slice through it. Nice. Now I'm good at sword fighting. You're good at swords. So is this a thing where... It's been a while. I'm good at it, and it is a swole thing, so I get plus one from swole and plus two from sword fighting. Or is this a thing where it's just a... I'm good at it, so I get plus two at sword fighting, and that overrides the swole. I think normally we we double we we add them up. Mm. I would, however, say in this particular case, you are attempting to cut it through two dimensions because it is moving in a plane, a world that you are not. <laughs> so I would say that you're going to get your plus two for your sword. Uh-huh. So technically, you get your your plus one for your sword, your plus two for your sword, and then I'm going to knock off one yep. for the fact that you're cutting through two dimensions here. And so it's going to be a net plus slicing. two. I've got the wording down now. That's a three. A three? That's okay. not good. That's bad. I mean, it'll be a five in total. But... Swing and a miss. Yeah. yeah. So that's just, that's just a failure. Um. So you swing your sword, and you, as you're as you're pushing like your sword through the air, you kind of realize, oh, I'm going to have to like put a bit more magic into this to get through not only the the world that I'm in, but the other one, and that actually slows you down because you you find this resistance that you were not prepared for your swing is too slow and it goes like skittering like just around the side of you and these the little hat pin go into the dark of the cave is this the cave with the the obsidian black face that we see but non-magical people don't or is this the cave with the whale so when you lasted your meditation you realized that those caves are all linked <laughs> if you imagine like a little like like a little hill if the cave with the obsidian glass is here the cave with the whale is here but they all kind of go in toward the same the same point it's gone in through the very magical entrance um rather than the smuggler's entrance the very magical which is the one with the obsidian glass Okay, so it is one. Oh, of so those. it is one we've been to before. Yes, yeah, sorry, you never went into that cave. I don't think you only went into the yeah, smugglers' that's cave. True. Uh, well, into near. It's hard to tell these days, isn't it? It's the same cave system. You know that from when you did your previous magic exploration thing. I will wait for Taro. I catch up. I'm panting. <laughs> that's what panting sounds like. Just Good. for you at home nice who don't know work. what it is. 
It's been it's been it's been a long time since we were allowed to go outside. So a yeah. long time since we've heard people panting. Uh, Not that I you can't pant breath. in your own home, but you know. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good now. Pant, pant. I don't know what happens if we go through this tarot. Um, <laughs> never stopped you before. Well, okay, let's do a little a little a little uh, risk analysis. <laughs> uh, what's the benefits of us doing it? What goes bad if we don't? So if we don't do it. The, the thingy will eat a lot... I don't know, maybe there's some magic in there. Maybe it will eat something and get big. Mm-hmm. And that will be a problem. But probably not a problem for us immediately. True. It might be a problem for the people of Hopewell. Though, honestly, I'm not feeling great about the people of Hopewell at the moment. They did shoot me with arrows for no apparent reason. Though, to be fair, those are the cops of Hopewell. But, you know, if the thingy Wait, eats... maybe we should get Nerryman on this. Bring, bring... The number you have dialed is not available right now. Please replace the handset and try again. Oh, I wonder if she's okay. She's probably asleep. Turned her phone off. Sorry, Taro. What were you saying? Uh, well, I mean, it might also be a problem for us later. I don't know. These things can get pretty big, I think. We don't know how much magic stuff is in there. Yeah, and we know where they are now. If we leave, they might go somewhere else. Yeah, they might divide more. Getting the water supply. Yeah, they're both in one place at the moment. It's true. I assume. As a, the other one, you saw you saw the other one go in this direction before, didn't you? I think I did. I think that was the thing. One was going here and one was going to the to the sanatorium. That was me asking you, B. Oh, yes. Yep, you're right. Yep. Right. Let's or, do this, I guess. Oh. Option B, we just go leave, run away, never come back. So other people might die if we do that. Though, to be fair... We might die if we do this. And therefore, the other people would still die. And probably lots more. Yeah. But mind you, we haven't exactly been a peaceful trio. It's true. I mean, to be fair, I don't think anyone we've met here is good at this stuff. Or has any idea of what is going on to any degree. So if we do just run away... And also, they don't really seem to care to listen to us. If we explain the whole thing, they're probably not going to do anything about it. I think they're going to be very annoyed, is the thing, if we did sort of run off. True. And I do have a meeting tomorrow here. Is that important? Is that really yeah. on the same yeah. scale? Pretty much, yeah. Um. Well, okay. Big meeting, <laughs> I guess. You sure you don't need to go home and I don't know, flashcards? Well, the thing is, if I, if I do go home and flashcard then the city might get destroyed by a monster from another realm that we've inadvertently brought with us from... Yeah. Um, so no, well, Let's should... go look into it. Let's go sort it out, and then you can go home and do flashcards. Is there anything we can do? Can we combine our powers in some way? Because <laughs> you can see it, I can hit it, but those two things being separate is a, a, a problem. Okay. You could possess him. Ugh. Who's going to possess who here, Kitty? What's your, what's your idea? You can do a lot of weird soul shit, Taro. I can do a lot of weird soul shit. Maybe I can, like, wire stuff up. Nah. I've done a lot of... What if I just... Hang on a sec. Let me think about this for a second. I have, like... So I've got normal eyes. And then I've got, like, whatever Shinigami the soul of eyes. eyes is. But I don't think there's a real eyes. But I could go, like above that and sort of wire them in to you and you can just borrow them 
Borrow your eyes. That should be doable. Yeah, but not like my meat eyes. It'll make sense. Don't worry. Okay. All right, let's give it a go. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. What are you rolling? What are you exactly yeah. doing? Well, what what are am I doing? doing there, Taro? Oh my god, I love this podcast when I'm think not in it. <laughs> I'm going to go find a place behind a rock to sit down in. Okay. Because I might need to abandon my real body for a bit. Mm. Just a bit. <laughs> I and then... I'll move some earth to make a little... <laughs> like a hut. A sand hut around. And Thanks, Nat. Appreciate wrong, it. I'll we'll be with you in a sec. I am the guardian of the sand. <laughs> Neptune cowers before him. Can I, as a freebie, like, push myself into the, the like death plane because yes. I'm going to do something worse in a sec. Yes, you are I think you are, because you're not trying to sense something, you're not trying to track something, you are just shifting into that space, you're very good at that now you're very competent at doing that You yes, you shift into that space Okay, I want to overlap Nat okay. I just want to sort of walk on top of Nat Yeah, gonna glitch right through Yeah, and then I guess I'll just try and like there's probably like we said it was like very strand like, right? Yes, exactly that. You can see like the the flickering auras of, of souls, you can see like the, the ghosts, the dead, and you can see all of the strands, the weave that hold all these things together. Are you gonna shibari Nat's eyeballs? I'm not gonna shibari Nat's eyeballs. What's shibari? Shibari is fancy rope tying. Um don't Google it. Well, just in well, incognito. Um, oh, that's- and, so, <laughs> and then the next plane is the Kadinsky plane, right? Yeah, I'm not going to go up so, to that level because I don't really want to alter the fundamental nature of things I right now. I was about to say, so Kadinsky <laughs> is for, un- for, for fundamental alterings of things is what we've no, done. No, I'm just going to connect things up different, how they shouldn't be. Okay, yeah. All right, make me a roll. I'm just going <laughs> to wire myself into Nat's brain somehow. Oh, like Let's that, go. Right. The idea of like someone at a like a uh, internet provider or a, a phone booth like taking the, <laughs> the pin out of one and just pushing it into. It. Yeah, I exactly. mean literally that. I'm going to roll guile because I feel like this is just. I'm just feeling it. I'm just it's feeling instinct. my way through. <sighs> I'm going to trust in the process. I'm good at this. Well, but I'm not. I feel like I'm not good enough to get points but that was me saying to myself i'm good at this okay you're you're good at doing ghost stuff so i'm not going to give you like a negative it's just going to be your your flat i mean the negative here is that it would be very very risky something could go very wrong and it'll be great fun when it does so here we go okay uh nerium would possibly question how much fun it is but okay (laughs) that's 16 that's okay yeah so you manage to, I think as you're doing this, you realize that what you cannot do on this level is remove your ghost vision and put it in that because that is a fundamental altering. It is taking something from you and it is putting it on someone else. But you can like hotwire them. I'm basically sort of possessing possessing that a bit. I'm sort of layering myself on top and wiring in so that I can hang out and provide... Yep. I guess a layer of extra... I guess you get to see into the spirit realm so, firsthand. Taro physical body sitting in sand hut outside. Mm-hmm. Taro yep. ghost body laid on Nat with the eyes overlapping. Yeah. Yep. 
What yeah. does this look like? And also, I want like take take a second here, but narratively for Taro, what is it like to to be possessing in this nature? And for Nat, what is it like to be possessed? I want to give you the space here to be like, what does that feel like? What does that do? to both of you because this is a huge awesome cool moment of like we talked about doing combos and stuff and like oh we're gonna do combos this is like the epitome of a really cool combo so feel free to take a second if you want but like what is this like narratively i guess it must be like a weird thing of like because it must be like two ways as well so tara must be getting like layered in vision from nat's eyes mm-hmm. and i there may be this thing of just like an awareness from tara that like oh nat sees colors slightly differently Oh, like, I like things that. just look a bit different and it's like oh that's super cool that's interesting are you aware of the matrix i've seen the film you know when neo like spoilers for the matrix <laughs> um sees how long is that film <laughs> about 20 years um sees things in the matrix with, with as matrix with lines and sees yep. like the code i'm kind of thinking it like kind of like that so not seeing Ooh. normal vision and then yeah. overlaid with that is like ghost matrix symbols like just yeah. sort of flashing along as so maybe it's also like things. the strands of like the the, yeah. the magical weave that holds things together and it's kind of almost like looking through like a tattered curtain that is shifting and it's like shifting a little bit probably disorientating over your vision as if you're wearing night vision goggles on one eye yeah that kind of that kind of sensation okay i like that can you communicate in this space you and tara is there like a mind link happening here yeah maybe Uh, maybe it's like a very confusing mind link because you're not just getting like normal thoughts you're just getting like yeah a very shared thoughts yeah there's a lot going on (laughs) oh boy i'm thinking this is really fucking weird uh and then taro's hearing me say like thinking that I'm going to um, read a bunch of books from your memory. I'm going in there. I'm going to your clean mind and I'm going to steal some books. <laughs> Hell yeah. You're going to download some audiobooks from, from You wouldn't download a brain. I can't download them, but I can check them out now while I'm in the library. You would steal a consciousness. Man, you really can remember fucking everything. <laughs> yeah, I think it's much less because in, in, you know, in, in media, it's often portrayed as like, okay, hacker voice i'm in blah 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 and it's it's like two distinct things right it's like having an earphone piece but i think in this particular case it is much more of this really interwoven overlap where you are getting each other's streams of consciousness i think probably not like consistently it probably like fritters in and out a bit because this connection is is you know it's Mm -hmm. new and it's not necessarily meant to be focused on like a consciousness link it is just through vision but you're getting enough that it's like wow, this is an experience. It's probably pretty overwhelming. Yeah. I think it's, like, very uncomfortable for Nat. Um, Like, it's weird having another person in there. Also, it's like, I guess you would not have experienced a one person with one person strange mind meld, but this is (laughs) worse than that because there is a considerable amount more people. And a bit of nerium. And a bit of nerium's in there. You're getting a whole mixed bag of some weird shit. I wonder if Tara's like internal monologue as a second time viewer is like not consistent. Like if it's like Yeah. I was just wondering if like you can see Nat's like memories and and Taro's gonna just sort of pause for a second and flick through them like they're selfies. 
<laughs> go, oh god, I was looking really. I don't know. I, I was putting a funny face in that one. Seeing tarot through Nat's eyes. I think it's less like that would have to be a much more conscious link mm-hmm. to to consciousness. I think this is just so. If Nat remembers something, if Nat like thinks of a memory, absolutely, tarot has access to that. But I don't think tarot can can dig in. And also, I think because that's a complete success there's not a really distract it is distracting but there's not a really well i think i think for a second nat's kind of overwhelmed yeah as if she's suddenly finding herself like in a market with loads of people yeah um like calling out wares and things and she kind of falls to the floor and then after a second or two manages to filter it out as much Mm. as possible and hear the buzzing in the background but um, okay. Stand up and go on with this supervision. And yeah, and I think, supervision. Yay! <laughs> Good one. And as you're looking at this obsidian glass with this kind of dual vision, you can see that one is that normal, quote unquote, like black glass obsidian, and it shows. Actually, you can see that that writing um, that used to kind of show over like you individually it's like glitching and merged uh-huh. together like it doesn't really know it's it's like carrot carrot pilot pipe carrot carrot it's like it's trying to like read you but it, it can't and it's and it's glitching out and as you look kind of as you manage to kind of like shift your gaze and you look through the the ghost vision this is like really heavy like velvet curtain type looking for the strands. So everything else is kind of like webbed and connected, but this is very, very dense. And as you kind of like squint at it, you can see that there is a way to move into it as if you were going into like like a like a little cave or a pocket. And there is also a way to move past it. And they're not necessarily different places that those can happen, but because you have this idea of how you can see into this other plane, you can see into this other way of magic and reality, you can see that you will be able to just pass through it into the cave, mm-hmm. or you will be able to kind of interact with what the magic is and use that however you can use okay. it. Okay. I'm gonna reach out one hand and just walk forward slowly, moving past it. Do I feel anything weird? Very cold, very icy, very reminiscent of the Nightmare Lake, very reminiscent of, for a second, kind of like almost brushing alongside you, that that feeling when you were taken from Alphalan originally and pulled through to Exxon that first time, but it moves past you and you move past it and then you are in this this cave system and you can see with this ghost vision, almost like, um, almost like tracks in the in the in the weave but it's more just like bits where it's been ripped and frayed not caustically burned away like not that you know but not like how nerium leaves although probably taro <laughs> uh-huh. recognizes that and has that like uh-huh. thought oh not quite like nerium so you are aware that it's mm-hmm. a bit different you can see tracks leading down deep into the caves you okay taro yep tracks footsteps check them out love to see them okay step 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 I will Step. light my sword mm-hmm. and follow the tracks. Your sword looks even more cool in the ghost vision. I th- like. Ooh, that's cool. Do you want like what? What do you? What would it be doing? Because it is a thing of pure magic, and you're viewing it through this other magic lens. Maybe it's a lightsaber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 Just like a beam of like pure 
magic type thing. And I think you can kind of see it like not breaking, but like disturbing the magic around it. So I think that you can see that this this item is having an influence on like the magical like layers of the world. So you start following these tracks down into the caves. Taro, do you think you see my sword, right? Uh, yeah. Yep, definitely. Check it out. Are you are you able to like shift it to slightly be in the magic realm as well? Do you want me to try? I mean, that feels like that could be uh, uh, risky. I mean, I could you know put a put a hand on it. We could put your hand on it. It'd be fine. We could uh, give it a give it a give it a tweak. There's if you look, at, I reckon if you look at that and you see like look at the structure of those those things. You see them see top to bottom there. If you look in between that and that one, what's he talking about? He's an idiot. Well, you know what I mean. If we just yanked on that and we pulled that slightly outwards, or maybe maybe I guess that worked. Then a little less tension than that. You know what I mean? Give it a go. Oh, I'm not sure I trust him. I mean, I trust you, Taro. Taro, I trust you. <laughs> I. We'll just tweak it a bit. We'll just tune it. No problems. Uh, can I move my hand like this? Yes. Oh, cool, cool. So I think I'm going to separate my hand from your hand real quick. Okay. But not like my meat hand. My meat hand's back in, in, uh, in a box. Yeah. Don't worry about the meat hand. The meat hand's back in the box. I'm going to move my, my other hand. You know, the other hand, that, the different hand. And if I just just yank on this real quick. Make me that roll. I'm going to yank it. I'm going to yank it. I'm going to yank it. Check it out. Check it out. Here we go. You. Oh, shit. Plus two. It's, 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 it's a natural one. Do I have a thing? You've got, you have you've inspiration. got inspiration and fate. I'm going to delete my inspiration and roll again. Okay, good. That's what it's there for. So narratively, I think like you start to pull the wrong wire. And like as you do that, you kind of like hear maybe like the little voice of, of um, the, the god or whatever go, ooh. And like <laughs> clearly not meant to be heard, but you hear it enough to go, not that one. <laughs> does, does that get this as well? Like, ooh, what was that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you do. I you, think you... I'm imagining like fingernail on chalkboard is like the, ooh. Yeah. Mm. yeah I yeah, guess yeah. you wouldn't know, right? There's a lot of stuff going on. It's. Okay, I'm gonna roll again. Incredibly overwhelming in so many ways. Oh, it's a six this time. Okay, that's a failure. It okay. is. Okay. Please don't destroy my sword. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fill in a little bit of the clock because I think like that's a, that's the thing that I want to keep going, even though you're not in Hopeport at the moment, because you have left a literal uh, trail of a like, swathe of destruction. You, yes, exactly. Through Hopewell, you're not there at the moment to sort of do damage control. So I think that, like, without you being there, the last thing they see was you grabbing uh, Taro and flying off out of Hopewell, and this is just bringing more <laughs> chaos and panic there. So I'm that failure. I'm just going to fill in another thing for the clock. I mean, it's even funnier if like I pull like the wrong string, and it happens to be a string connected to some part of the world that snaps something else, and then just, like, there's some magical explosion back at the town somewhere. Like, something like, yeah. Something like, blows I, up. Yeah, great, I've got time to think about that. Um, yeah, and you kind of feel like as you're, you're pulling this, because I think, Nat, that you kind of see Taro's kind of spectral woven hand kind of like rise out of yours, and then try to, <laughs> like, pull some of the wiring across, and I think that you kind of see this, um, almost like the fingernails kind of catching on something else and it ripping Ooh. and you kind of feel this like you know um fly in the web sort of reverberation back somewhere and you're like uh-oh okay maybe not maybe not yeah we'll, that was just... bad i'm gonna okay. pretend that didn't happen <laughs> put hand back in my hand that's weird um and yeah it's like we're holding hands yeah except like holding like like a glass holds water 
That's that's not at all holding hands. It's completely different. Yeah, sure, Tara. Yeah. No, you can't be sarcastic. Oh, you fuck, can't. I, hate I know. This. I know. Stop. Ah, oh, I hate this. Ah, this is really weird. Let's just find the, the, the jackals. I hope he doesn't think less of me because of this. I. Oh, no. You can't have an anxiety spiral here. <laughs> okay, so you continue down uh, these these caves. These are way more difficult to navigate just naturally. And like as you keep walking down, there is a bit where there is a good kind of like five, seven foot drop down into like the next area you can see why these caves were not used by the smugglers they are they are just like not as nicely laid out as the other ones um i think like if you want to move quickly through this you're going to have to make me a roll if you're happy to go slowly then you're just gonna have to go very slowly and carefully i think i'm gonna go slowly and carefully okay that makes sense sounds good you take your time you you climb down you're also holding being a human you have ghost vision but your other eye needs light to see the actual world around you. So you've got your flaming sword, of course, but it just means that you have to hold that carefully as you descend and so forth. And I think after probably like 20, 20 minutes of going through this this cave and seeing these skittering footprints, you do realize that there are two pairs of, mm-hmm. of footprints at this point. They they have like branched out um, and come back together and you yeah. can just see them moving throughout the tunnel. And as you are walking on this this kind of deep path downwards your knowledge of where you are you are towards like the the tail of of the whale part and you come up to this like solid looking stone wall except through your ghost vision you can see all of these like cracks and fissures in it and you can see where the jackals have like torn away a bit of the magic to move through this ah, for sure. wall into the adjoining <laughs> tail of the whale. Whale tail. What are you going to do? To you, it's a solid stone wall. Can... Bone wall-ish at this point. Can we... Your one weakness, bone. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>